Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. Welcome to Don't Miss This. So glad y'all are here as we're cruising to the end of summer. It is getting to the end. I know. We only yeah. have two more weeks left of our summer of heroes. Yeah. Or our winter of warriors. Yeah, depending next on where year, you are. Well, no, we won't be in the Book of Mormon. I was going to say next year. <laughs> next year when we do the Book of Mormon, we'll call the... Uh, there's There were winter warriors in the Doctrine and Covenants, I feel like. Okay, maybe. Remember? Um, there's snow. We hope you've loved it. We've loved it. Um, we just have this week and then one more week and then we did it. Yeah. It was crazy so when fun. we started to think, this, is, this summer's long and the Book of Alma is long. But we will wrap up the Book of Alma... Um, Next week. And do you ever feel like when you get to the book of Helaman and you're yeah, done? Yeah, you're done. Yeah. I always do. I'm like, this part goes so fast. Always. Really so does. you guys buckle your seatbelts because from now until December is probably going to fly by. Yeah. Well, and it always does. And, but we have so much good stuff coming. So. So much good stuff coming. This is really where we start getting into the war chapters of the Book of Mormon. That's what people call them. That's what they're there. I, I never loved them. Oh, really? I, I always like... loved him. What does that mean about your personality and my personality, I wonder? <laughs> you are a fighter. I am a lover. Are... That's not true. I'm so nice. I am a lover and a fighter. But I just love, I think it's because I love Moroni's mind. I really think that's why. I love oh, Because the... you're a strategy person. Yeah, and that so I just why. love watching him figure out all these things. I did. Once, once I started to like um, apply those chapters, once I started to think like, okay, why is this even in the Book of Mormon? What is the message that's here? Because for a long time I was like, why are you keep why do you keep writing about this? Like who cares? Which I think is like against what most boys think. Like this is the spot when I, I think know, most boys like, are like it's so weird you didn't love the boys chapters. <laughs> I know because Jenny has actually told me recently, can we please choose romantic comedies for movies? I don't want anyone dying in tonight's movie. <laughs> so I do like war. It's just not in my scripture. Okay. Like, well, let's separate it. And then meanwhile, it's all over here. In fact, we're gonna talk about that in a minute. That it is all over it just never stops it's just constant in here which becomes kind of the, the theme of what is happening well and in we'll this group and we'll probably bring this up is sometimes you feel that way about just life yeah do you ever just get to the point where you just say stop like i, I want like a, yeah, a break in 2020, i don't want to keep... you're talking to a group of people <laughs> who know exactly what that you're feels just like. like i am so tired of fighting and i'm so tired of thinking about this i'm yeah. so tired of you know and so i don't know maybe you really do relate but there's i the way that i think we're going to talk about it today will make these chapters really come alive if you're like the old me the new me really likes it remember should Lover we let him look fighter. at the board yeah. before we'll, we we'll start. turn away and you'll see on this study guide paper if you have the study guide journal um, that there's a lot of place in here for you to just write and think. So you have this notes and these notes because there will be so many verses in here that will just speak to you. We're going to show you examples of things you can put in some of these boxes, but there's going to be a lot of like personal like um, application and yeah. lessons that will jump out to you in your particular circumstance. Um, it's fun to start out and just um, talk about what you're saying that when it comes alive and part of what makes chapters like this come alive is when you actually start looking for the application to what does this have to do with me in my life? 
Um, several years ago, we had the opportunity to go to Cancun and we went, um, any of you who have been there, um, you can go tour the ancient temples that are there. And when we were there and we started walking up, have you ever been there before? <laughs> it's so awesome. I'm going to try and describe it really good in case you have never been and you live in a place where you will never go. Um, as you start walking in, you actually see these fortifications that are talked about in here. Like they really did, people really did use that. Not just Book of Mormon people, people everywhere. It's how they set up this protection. And so you see these big banks of land that they've built up and then rocks and then the timbers standing up and some of them are, are still there. That's how um, sturdy they are. That's how um, they could protect. And I can remember walking in one city in particular, one of these little um, ruined cities, uh, the ruins, and you walked in and as I walked through and I looked at that wall that raised up like that and you could even see the places where the watchtowers were in each of the corners um, of that little city that was there. And all of a sudden it brought these words to life for me. Like I've read them enough times that all of a sudden I was like, I saw the things and then I could see the visual and I was like, wow, now I see the protection. I see what was happening and the work that went into the protection. Mm -hmm. And it immediately made me think, am I doing that for my home? Mm -hmm. Am I doing that for my area? Have I gone to that much work in order to protect this place for my family? Because it was a lot of work. and is it good enough work it would last through all um, of the generations? And, and as you're saying that, I'm just thinking to myself, for me personally, I think the greatest enemy, um, like the greatest hindrance for me doing something like that for my own family, number one is just exhaustion. Like you read about it and you see all that yeah. they're doing and you're kind of like, oh. And I think the only way to get over exhaustion is to have a cause. Like you'll find it, we have a version here where Moroni inspires them what he calls a better cause. Yeah. Because if you don't feel like you're under attack, if you don't feel like there's a reason for it, like you could get burned out so quick. Yeah. Right? From, doing, from it. doing this. Well, and as I, as I looked at it and as I had thought about that, we ended up coming home and just the timing was such that we had a state conference and my state president had been thinking about those same chapters and he talked about... Um, I think when he taught us the lesson, and it's been a lot of years, um, I think he talked about 13 perimeters of defense that he found within these chapters, um, these war chapters in the Book of Mormon. And he went through and looked at each of the things that in our mind sounds like rocks and dirt and fence posts and things like that and started talking about spiritually what would that maybe look like in a home? How would you use what Moroni was doing to protect his people to protect our people. And we loved the idea of that. And I wish I had taken really good notes in that state conference, but I didn't. And I probably should have just called President Lyman and said, can you remind me your 13 perimeters <laughs> of defense? But we kind of like the idea of you being able to get in uh, into the scriptures and into these chapters and be prayerful and let the spirit talk to you about what are the perimeters of defense your home needs right now? Because yours might look different than mine and mine might look different than yours. And, right. and there are perimeters of defense here for your family. And the Spirit could help you craft those according to the needs of your home, which is what we love um, 
about what we're doing now with this Come Follow Me program. And within this teaching that's taking place in the home is it becomes so individualized to your house and your home and your people and your life and your situation. And we want you to have the liberty to be able to do that. Yeah, in fact, I think this is, we have up on this paper 43 and 44 and 50 as good chapters to find that, but you're gonna find mm -hmm. it all through. In fact, one of the ones that um, maybe we can start with. Yeah, let's do. Because it kind of goes with what you were saying, and I put it up top because I moved that other one down to the bottom, but 4911, this is after a couple of the battles had already happened. So um, we are like in the thick of it. And in 4911, I thought it was so interesting that it says um, right in the middle of the verse, mm. it says, for Moroni had altered the management of affairs among the Nephites. And so the, uh, they were disappointed. So the Lamanite army had come and they had fought. But then when they went back home and there was a time of rest, Moroni altered the affairs. And he started, that's when he started digging up the heat piles and started doing things a little mm -hmm. bit differently. And I think that's powerful that we're just always asking the question, okay, what now, what can we do now? Right. And, and our things are going to change depending on our life circumstances. And it's and, okay for them to like, right. Like don't get to a place where you're like, well, I never have done it before. And my kids are teenagers now and we didn't do it. So we, we missed that. Um, but you love that right in the middle of the wars, Moroni decides to alter the management. And sometimes I'm like, well, me and Greg are the management. Yeah. <laughs> so, sometimes we really do need to be altered, right? We need that. Let's course correct right now. Let's think. This is the way we've been doing things, but do we need to shake things up? Do we need to do things differently? And you love that Moroni is giving you permission to say, yeah, shake things up. Right. Do, you know, look at your circumstance and think. Should we do things a little bit differently than we have been? That's um, such a good, um, such a good observation. And with what you were saying there, I actually put this verse up there too because I was like, oh, I don't know where to put it. But look down a couple verses also. Exactly what you're saying because he says this that they actually come in thirteen to this city, the land of of Noah, because they think they can destroy it. And then it says in fourteen, but behold, to their astonishment, the city of Noah, which had hitherto been a weak place had now by the means of Moroni become strong, even unto exceed the strength of the city of Ammonihah. So this one city that had been known for being this weak place, um, because they changed things up and, ch and changed the management of affairs or whatever that verse was, it is now a strong city. And so if you feel like, wait, my life right now, my faith right now, my home right now mm -hmm. is a weak place, is like, that's okay because mid-battle or three-quarters away through the battle, that place can become astonishingly stronger than it was before. Yeah, that's so good. Um, I love when you just start right in 43. Um, it, it just starts off right off the bat telling us, we get introduced to Moroni, which I love. Um, and um, I think it's important, we're going to come back and hit on this, but let's just start with this in 43.1. It tells us Alma could not rest when he saw everything that was going on. And I love the thought of that, that like things were getting so bad. There was so much contention. There was so much that was about to happen that Alma just could not rest. And, and have you ever had those moments in your own home or your family or with a situation or a relationship or um, even at work, um, just anywhere where you're like, I guess I can't rest because something is not right here. And you love that that's the buildup to this um, protecting 
other people is that thought of I just can't rest right now and so and and definitely like a God inspired restlessness mm -hmm. right because there are times when remember when he goes back with Amulek and they take that time to rest yeah. so some people have the no rest personality but like I really think this is like a divinely inspired like oh no we're at a critical spot right now in your life yep. and and I, I and a pushing almost. and i love that the book of mormon is going to tell us right at the get-go let me just show you the two things you want to be watching for for these chapters because in verse eight it tells us um well in seven and eight one of the things that was happening was this hatred and um trying to bring people into subjection and stirring up people to anger and um trying to take away um the their ability to do things and he wanted to have great power over them um, and bring them into bondage that's that's one thing that is happening and at the same time the design of the nephites was to support their lands and their houses and their wives and their children and to preserve them um, to preserve their rights and their privileges and their liberties um, so that they would be able to worship and that's going to become the basis of the fight of these chapters as we move forward and then they're going to um we're going to meet Moroni for the first time in 17. And it's always so shocking to me because in my mind, I don't know why I imagine him as like this 55 year old, you know, or 65 year old and he's seasoned and he's seen war and he's Remember like, when you thought that about me for the longest time, yes, you were I like, I thought you, maybe that's, you just think everybody I think in your all mind wise is... people have to be 65. That is something that happens. Because everybody, he's 25 years old. Like, think of what he's about to accomplish at 25. And it just makes you think you can't mm -hmm. help it at that young single adult generation in our church and their capacity for good. I mean, that's those people you look out at that congregation of those young single adult kids and you have to realize they have the potential of a Moroni, every single one mm -hmm. of them. And how do we put them in a situation you just love the Alma is like um let's use him you know yeah let's see what he can do for us yeah and especially he couldn't have had that much experience yeah. you know in doing this in particular in this like magnitude of a battle that was going to be fought and yeah that is such a cool thought yeah and at 25 he's the one preparing the people he's the one fortifying the cities he he is the one who's passionate about this cause of Christ um, and for those of you who are young single adults, this would be a really great group of chapters to just self-check and think to yourself, does this describe me? Is this me? And what would I need to change in order for this to be me? Because this is your capacity. This is your potential um, for greatness right here as you're looking hmm. at these um, chapters. So we love, we just are going to pull out a few that we've listed right here. Just so you can kind of see what you're looking for. Um, in verse 19, he had prepared his people with breastplates and with arm shields. Um, they were dressed with thick clothing. Um, they, they had regular shields. Um, like he had gone through and thought, how, how can I best protect each individual person? I love the thought of that. And we could do the same in our homes. Just as we're looking at the people who are in our circle of influence, what could we do to better protect each of those people yeah the next one is in verse 23 that we love that moroni knows that alma is a prophet of god 
and he actually sends people to him to inquire and ask, like, will you please ask him what his advice is and what his counsel is and what he knows? And then the counsel that comes, he like employs it. He does it. It's neat that Moroni is seeking both channels of revelation here. Elder Oaks gave that um, talk once where he says, we have our own personal line, but we also have another source of um, counsel and strength that can come in. It's neat that he is seeking for heaven's help in what he's trying to do. Um, We love that it talks about in verse 24 and then down through 26 that they, um, the Lamanite strategy was to come into the weaker part of the land. And so Moroni's strategy was to gather everybody together in order to strengthen the weaker parts. And we love the thought of that. True for us also. Um, How are we gathering and how does that gathering help to strengthen the weaker parts and what does that really look like? Yeah, 30 is so cool. Alma 43.30 where he just says, it's interesting that you get a little like sneak into his like thought process. Um, Maybe because he thought, wait, is this a good idea? Should I be doing this? And he said, no, look, my only desire is to like preserve the liberty of the people. So I thought it was no sin that I should defend them by stratagem. And it's just neat that the Lamanites had a strategy and how they were going to attack. So Moroni was just really deliberate in creating his own strategy for this. And I think that is so wise in all areas of our mm-hmm. life. And why not spiritually yeah. to come up with some sort of spiritual strategy. strategy. Yeah. I remember once actually like thinking about this with my own prayer life where I was so good at my night prayers. And then in the morning, I was not a morning prayer. Like I just, cause I cannot wake up. I'm, I am running like a bat out of heck. Like I'm just like driving and like grabbing breakfast as I go. That's just my, and I started to think about like just my prayer strategy, I guess. I was like, you know, I, I love saying my prayers at night, but I was like, but probably a good strategy for me would be to begin my day, you know, mm-hmm. with, with that. That's just a better strategy. So I love that idea. So, of but just now being, we're all dying to know what did you do because I know your oh, mornings still look like that. Now I pray in the car. Oh, me too. <laughs> That's I love my new praying strategy. in the car in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea of. Um, oh, and and I I wish I could remember who where I just heard this somewhere. So sorry if you feel like I'm stealing your life. Um, <laughs> but somebody just said they were talking about oh a certain time period in their life. And he was like during that time period, most of my prayers had a steering wheel in my hand. And I, um, I love that concept of right now in my life, my best strategy to have a good prayer life is to pray, you know, yeah. as I go yeah. and to study scriptures And we night. love that we learn from Zenus that you can do yeah, that. Yeah, all in all yeah, the wherever places. wherever you are, in all the oh, places. P.S. So good. My friend Ladine, who I work with, um, was just talking about these chapters the other day. And she just said, I just forgot that you could pray anywhere. And I just prayed out in my fields. Because oh, they have land and fields. So I know, and when she said it, I was like, that's the most darling like, thing on we, earth. Can we go borrow I want to borrow your field. <laughs> I did that once field. in Rexburg. That this is, is such awesome. a commercial, everybody. I was in Rexburg, and in front of their temple, they had this big hay field. And I was like, I feel like someone should... I mean, wheat. I meant wheat. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, someone should pray in that wheat field. Well, so I awesome. did. And I was with... Um, a group this weekend, we were doing Come Follow Me study together, all of us, and we were studying those chapters. And I was talking about the, and you could pray in the field. And I, I looked over at Garrett, who's our football player, and he nodded his head like, yes, you I can. Do. Yeah. But I think he probably was 
like, does it really say field in the scripture? <laughs> so those it's two, for him. right? Yeah, it's written, whatever so... field you want: potatoes, hay, baseball, meat, football. football. <laughs> it's fine. Um, okay, we got so sidetracked. Oh, 44. Oh, I yeah. love this one. Okay, in we're gonna jump to a different chapter, just so you can see things all the way through. So in 44, verse three. Um, There is this line that is so good. He says, and now you see that ye cannot destroy this our faith. Oh, don't you want to write that on a wall in your house? With marker? Yeah, a Sharpie. You cannot (laughs) destroy this our faith. That is true about this home. And um, I love that he talks about that it's by their faith and by their religion and by our rights of worship and by our church and by our sacred support for our wives and our children. Like he just starts talking about, it's our faith that is allowing us to win these battles. And so just to remember to be faithful as you're going through um, each of these battles, and, whatever that looks like in your home. And what verse was that? 44 what? Um, 44, 3, and then it goes through when 4 were, and 5. Yeah, because when you were saying, I think it's so neat to like look at all of those things that actually bring you, because I got stopped when you said our rights of worship. And rights are like like ordinances or like our, oh, yeah. you know, and I just started thinking about like, oh, what, like what a strength, like a weekly sacrament is mm. and what a strength like temple worship used to be. Um, and what, and you know, we'll like, be, and we'll, we'll be, be again, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's something, I just like that he's mentioning, oh, and our wives and our children provide strength at times and yeah. are like, it's cool so to good. see That's all in of verse those five. It's a really good verse. Different things. Um, okay, and you love the last one. Oh, yes. Because so I don't even here know where I am. Go, do the start. 48 one first okay. because this one really exhausted me yesterday when I was reading it. If you go to 4822. <laughs> you're so tired today. You've used the sausage really three times. So, you need a nap. I might. And I, I didn't get one on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> and it says this, 4822. And fine, their wars never did cease. <laughs> For the space. I don't know why that was funny. It's not. It was almost a cry laugh. <laughs> For the space of many years with the Lamanites, notwithstanding their much reluctance. And it's just like, they, they just didn't stop. They did not stop coming. They did not stop attacking. And if there's one compliment we can give the devil, it's just that he is just a go-getter, right? Yeah. And he just, like, it's just like, they're just sometimes you just, oh, you, your heart yearns for millennial rest. It yearns for Sabbath rest. And it's rest. so interesting it, like, putting those two together where um, it, the, it didn't, it never did cease. And when we talked about Alma and having that feeling of, um, he just couldn't rest. There, there's something in these chapters about that. Yeah. That and that longing for when is it gonna end? Like when is this part gonna end? Yeah. So I like, and then a couple verse chapters later, you compare that forty-eight twenty-two to Alma fifty, verse one, and it says, "And now it came to pass, Moroni did not stop, making preparations for war or to defend his people." And I just think it's. There's something powerful about that. It's like, no, they didn't stop. And then neither did Moroni. Moroni didn't stop either. And I think that's cool that sometimes how powerful to be in a faith community of, of some sort where like they all benefited from the fact that Moroni didn't stop. And like there will be times, I think that advice can go both ways. One, we can say to ourselves like, oh, don't stop. Just keep going. But then sometimes it's nice that there's someone else in your faith community who yes. is not stopping, who yeah. is still going and yeah. can kind of inspire that in you or I love that strengthen so much. you. 
Um, so these are just some of the ideas that you're going to see. Um, and this is M50 is where it's going to talk about, uh, like you love that when it did not stop. And I loved when you talked about this, um, that this is when he's going to start digging up the heaps of earth. And this is when he's going to start um, getting those timbers that were the height of a man. And he's making those ridges and there's going to be pickets. And um, there's all of these things that are happening at the time when really he probably did want to rest. And right. that's the time when he had to like, um, what you call that when you just like gear up, but you know, there's so many good words for that where you just are like, like you're going to go forward even still yeah, where others might that? stop and, and faint. Cause where's that one verse? Oh yeah, here it is. But before you leave 50, because we're there, just look at 23 for a second, because that is the most wild verse in all the world. And it's so cool. <laughs> oh, that is. I'm you so know. glad you're going to point this out right <laughs> now. I just was scrolling. I was like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. shoot. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting that, especially if you start in 43 and read straight through to 50, like it's just war, battle, war, battle, death, blood, blah, 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 like all the things. And then it's so crazy that in the middle of all that, verse 23, it says, there never was a happier time among the people of Nephi since the days of Nephi, the original guy, than in the days of Moroni at this time and the 21st year of the reign of the judges. It's so funny that like, you would look at the 21st year of the reign of the judges and you would say like, that does not look like a happy time. But it's interesting that it's like, oh no, it was. Wouldn't it be funny if someone said that about 2020 I know, I was someday? just thinking that to myself. I was like, I'm so glad this is 21 and not 20. Because like, do you feel like that where you're like, this is not the happiest time? Except for as you were talking about it, my brain was thinking, I actually, as hard as this year has been, can look back at some really happy times. And that might be a fun just lesson to pull out in the middle of these perimeters of defense just to talk about in the midst of everything that's going on. Where are the happy places? Yes, yes, yeah. That, what an awesome discussion mm -hmm. to have with a group or family or just in your journal by yourself. But um, maybe we'll say, uh, you were just talking about like what causes and moves people to do that. And actually, this will go right into what we're going to call the cause of the Christians. Um, but let's go back to 43 for just a minute because... He's talking to Zarahemna, who was his first enemy. Mm. So first Moroni battles against a man named Zarahemna. And then there's a new leader, and his name is Amalekiah. He's going to come. But during that first struggle with Zarahemna, they're talking with each other about kind of their motives. Chapter 43, I started listing, has words like intention, design, desire, like all throughout the chapter. And it's so interesting to look at what, was, what were people's purpose. What's going on in, in your heart? Um, and there's a difference between mm -hmm. the two of them and that. But I love this phrase in 45, 43, 45, where it says, it talks about that the Lamanites came in and they fought like dragons in the verse before because they were just, they wanted power and control. But 45 is cool. It says, but the Nephites were inspired by a better cause. Um, they were fighting for something different. And I think that is... Is that step one? It's like, what is your cause? Yeah. What is your better cause that yeah. you're fighting for? As a for? person, as a family, um, just within everywhere, what what is that cause? Because sometimes it really is just sitting down to figure out what what is our cause. And it doesn't have to be for the rest of your life because otherwise that might feel overwhelming. But what's the cause from now until December? You know, what's yeah. just your cause till the end of 2020? Um, so interesting because it is that cause 
Moroni finds a way to figure out what that cause is for him and he keeps simplifying it and simplifying it and simplifying it until we're going to find out at the very end. He's just has come down to this, you know, five or six things that are, this is my cause and everything is now going to come back to what this is. Um, and I love the thought of, of that happening. It's interesting because we're going to meet two leaders right now. One is Amalekiah and the other one is Moroni. And within these chapters, besides the perimeters of defense, you're going to watch the leadership style of two different leaders, which is so interesting to see what they do. And as we were looking, we were like, it's so interesting because you see it in people today. You can see which kind of leader someone is by just watching um, what they do. And you can see who inspires them. Yeah. Because both of them are shadows of who's inspiring them. Yeah. I was, this might be so. And their cause. Right. This might be so random, but I was thinking about Emma Smith this morning. I know that. It's so <laughs> random. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was. Um, and just, you know, that, that song about her that like, and some people will say like, oh, I think she lost her faith at one time in her life. And then I was like, um, no, because at the end of her life, you saw how she sacrificed and took care of people and i was like those were like evidences of who was inspiring her mm. like the way that That's she lived so and so i think you see that in zarahem mm. i mean in uh amalekiah and yeah. in moroni you're like who's like working behind who's working on yes. your heart you can yes. see it by the way that you act and we want you to take the time to go through there's there's little stories that are happening in here like you for sure want to teach the story of um amalekiah and lahontai which we are not gonna go into great detail in that here, but that is something that you will want to do. And for fun, when you're doing that, I think that's in 47, is that what you told me? Yeah. Um, you might think it's really fun as a family to study Alma 47, and then go in the Old Testament and study also Nehemiah chapters four through six. And the exact same story happens with a different outcome. Um, that might be a really fun study that you um, would want to do. Um, and how fun that in the difference is going to be the cause. Yes, the cause. What is the cause? That's exactly right. what the difference is for those two people is what their cause was. Nehemiah knew his cause and, um, and Amalekiah and Lahontai had a different, they just had a different direction they were going in and their cause was different. Um, at the end of um, this lesson, we're going to let you figure out your cause. Um, at the bottom so that's something you can be doing and you might want to study those two um, lessons together before you jump into that cause but we wanted to um, just go through and show you the difference between Amalekiah as a leader and Moroni as a leader and maybe if we just turn to Alma 46 um, in verse 7 it tells us that um, the affairs of the people of Nephi were exceedingly precarious and dangerous and um, and just talks about where they were in their relationship with the um, Lord and where they were in their relationship with the Lamanites. And, and things are starting to get really unsettled. And in verse 9, it's this one line that is so good. It talks about, and we also see the great wickedness one very wicked man can cause to take place among the children of men. And as you're filling out your sheets, you might want to write that um, at the top right by um, Amalekiah 
just that verse right there, um, yeah, 46, right 9. Yep. And just list one very wicked man. And let's just show the opposite of that right now in 48 um, for how Moroni is. Oh, the difference between them. Yeah, the difference yeah. right off the bat in their leadership style because we've got that one, the great wickedness, one very wicked man can cause to take place among the children of man as opposed to... 48.17, which, by the way, Moroni is our hero for the week. Mm. Um, and this is his power verse right here is 48.17. Um, this is so good. It says, Yea, verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, if all men had been and were and ever would be like unto Moroni, behold, the very powers of hell would have been shaken forever. Yea, the devil never would have power over the hearts of the children of men. Oh, it's so good. In comparison, especially with one very wicked man who brought yes. about this destruction. And I have just been thinking so much about this verse of, you know, our challenge, by the way, for the week with, with our hero. This is, is his favorite one. He's no. been waiting for this week <laughs> since we started. Everyone. Listen, and... He I, wanted to make t-shirts. I did. Says. Yeah, and I really, the original idea for the bracelets, we're going to say Hell Shaker. Um, because I said the, no, yeah, everyone. I did. In behalf of all the grandmas, you're welcome. <laughs> I'll have a bootleg version of the bracelets for anyone who wants a Hell Shaker one, but... The, it, the shake, the, the very powers of hell. And it's, it's interesting to think about like, okay, what would actually do that? Um, and what was giving the devil power over people's lives? You see that in Amalekiah and it was to take away their liberty, to take away their God, to take away their families. That is what was giving the devil power. So the opposite of that is what's going to shake the powers of hell. Is, is to lift other people up, to encourage other people, to strengthen faith in God, to strengthen family, to give choice for people to do those kind of things. It's and so interesting. So yeah, he's like and that. And we're going to talk more about like what is this going to look like. And we want you to be watching the differences. So at the first, you see the power of one very wicked man. And on the other hand, you see a man who could actually shake the very powers of hell, of that wickedness. But at that same time, there was a man who had the capacity to do that, um, and we're gonna we're gonna keep doing that. We're gonna keep letting you see that God had balanced that that man who was gonna um, do everything he could to destroy with a man who was gonna do everything he could to save. That's what's gonna happen here. Um, it tells us in forty six ten, um, Amalekiah was a man of cunning device and flattering words. And he led away the hearts of many people to do wickedness. Um, he wanted to destroy the church of God and to destroy the foundation of liberty. Um, these are all the things that he was doing. And then you remember in verse 12. And isn't it interesting? I was just thinking because we were looking at Doctrine and Covenants yesterday about in section 29 where it talks about the devil was trying to destroy their agency. Yeah. That is like one of his purposes. I yeah. just kind of made that connection that he's trying to that, destroy yeah, their liberty. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. He right. wants to take away liberty and freedom. And um, sometimes people want to tell you when you are within religion, why do you want to be there? It takes away all your freedom. It takes away, um, you have no choice. You have all this stuff. I'll never forget um, sitting in a 12-step meeting one night and the man who was leading that meeting saying um, that he had struggled with a drug addiction his entire life and he started laying out what that had looked like and then he talked about then I found this place and I come here for one hour every single day 
um, every single week. And right when he said that, in my mind, I thought to myself how hard it had been for me to figure out that week one hour that I could go to one of those classes with a friend of mine. And, and I had to rearrange. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I can't imagine trying to like figure out an hour every day in order to get in mm. to that class. And, and, and that was the thought that was going through my mind. And then the next words he said were, I have never been more free in my mm. life. And I thought to myself, it's so interesting because you get to choose, your spirit gets to choose what is allowing freedom for you. And freedom from him was actually getting away from that place of bondage through religion mm. and and through allowing that to heal him and and help him so it's interesting um just those two things because you've got the one that he's trying he's cunning and he's flattering and he wants to lead away and he wants to destroy and he wants to um have bondage that's one and then moroni you see in 12 and you kind of talked about this already but um is a man who who was talking about god and religion and freedom and peace and wives and children and praying and um, he he all of a sudden is going to come up with this thing where he's like, I have got a cause for us. And um, he tells us, we love this. This might be some of our favorite verses in the whole Book of Mormon. Um, this um, he tells us, well, it's actually at the very end of 13 um, that he wanted to create this band of Christians that were going to remain. And that's what he calls them. Um, Several years ago, I had a woman who was not a Latter-day Saint say to me, I, I don't know why you think you're Christian. That's what, and she, was, she wasn't being rude. She was like, I just, I want to know why you think you are Christian. And these two verses came to mind right off the bat that I was like, let me describe to you um, what a Christian is. Because I said to her, well, what makes you a Christian? Like, how do you know you're a Christian and I'm not a Christian? And she said, oh, I can explain it to you really easy. It's this. If I live in Draper and I go to a church in Draper that is a Christian church, and then I move to um, somewhere else like Salt Lake, and I leave that church and I go to a different church with a different name and a different leader and a different group, but I'm still a Christian at that church. But if I left that and came to your church, I wouldn't be a Christian anymore. I would be what you call your church now. And I was like, well, that's so interesting. And and like, I, I can see that point of view, but let me tell you what I think it means um, to be a Christian. And I thought of these verses and this is what it says. He, Moroni wanted there to be a band of Christians that were gonna be there. And then it says this, for thus were all the true believers of Christ who belonged to the church of God called by those who did not belong to the church. And those who did belong to the church were faithful. Yea, all those who were true believers in Christ took upon them the name, gladly the name of Christ or Christians as they were called because of their belief in Christ who should come. And, and as I was talking to my friend, I was like, for me, this is what it means to be a Christian. It means you are a true believer of Christ you're faithful to that belief and you're willing to take upon his name gladly, um, gladly and you're going to watch um, for him to come. That is a Christian. Yeah. And it was interesting because in that regard, then both me and my friend were 
Christians. We yeah. both, that's how we lived our life. And it became such an inclusive um, thing, this band of Christians that you're like, uh, who wants in, right? Who wants to be part mm -hmm. of this? And you love that that's kind of um, Moroni's call was that. Yeah, and it's it's cool that like you see him um, gathering, lifting up this this standard of, you know, of Christ and and mm -hmm. pulling people in and and I'll I I can't help but every time I hear like the cause of Christians, if you were to say what's the cause of Christians, you're like okay, just ask yourself what is the cause of Christ, mm -hmm. like what does he do, and he gathers and he ennobles. And he exalts, and, and he, he lifts, sacrifices, and he strengthens, and he, and he heals. And, yeah, it's just like yeah. that is the cause of Christians. When someone says, "I have taken upon him my name," I mean his name. It means I've taken upon me his attributes and his desires and, and his what he seeks. And he, yeah. yeah, you know. And so it's just so powerful to see the difference between the two of them. Yeah, because you right know? from those verses, so we were in 46, 13, 14, 15, right across from that in verse 21, it tells us, at that same time, there was a group of people who were ashamed to take upon them the name of Christ. And so you see, again, you just see this conflict, you know, on, on Amalekiah's side, um, that might be something you would write there is they were ashamed to take them on, upon them the name of Christ. But on Moroni's side, they were like, we want to be part of this band of Christians. That's that's who we want to be known as. And then there's yeah. one more thing that we love um, about these two men that we want you to look at, but you're, you will find so many more. Um, we're just gonna point out one more. It's interesting because you remember the story of um, Lahontai and Amalekiah. And what this happens is- This is that one is, from 47. Yeah, in verse 47. 47. And it starts out in verse 10 and it says, um, he, he goes to Lahontai and he wants him to come down to the foot of the mountain because he wants to speak um, to him. And he won't go down to the foot of the mountain. And it came to pass that he um, came the second time and said, just come down. And, and it tells us he would not. And then the third time, um, he went almost all the way there and he said, you just come down this far. And it doesn't matter how many times I read this. Every time I get to this part, I'm don't. always like, don't come down. <laughs> don't. Just stay up there. If you would just stay, you would be fine. Um, but everybody, he comes down. And it's so interesting. We want you to write this on your paper right here right on Amalekiah 4710. Um, that was his cause was to bring people down. That's what he wanted them to do, to just come down um, from where they were. And, and maybe we all know people who are like that, who are, they just want to bring us down. That's, that tends to be their cause. And it is exhausting, right? No wonder we're so exhausted in all of these chapters because it is a constant fight to try and bring um, them down from what they believe. And it's, we want you to compare that to Alma 62. Is that where it is? Or is it yeah, 64? 62. 62 verse four. four. Listen how neat this is. It's talking about Moroni. And it says in verse four, and he did raise the standard in whatsoever place he did enter. It's talking about the standard of liberty, but I think it's true about just the conditions. Every time Moroni walked into a room, he raised the standard in that place. It didn't matter where he was. It didn't matter who he was with. You knew as soon as he walked in, he was going to raise up the people who were there. And isn't it so interesting to see that difference between Amalekiah who wanted to bring people down 
and Moroni who was going to raise up the standard. And to think about, um, like for me, I want to think, which type of person am I Hmm. in that? Um, But second of all, to think, um, who are my associates and what do they do? Who are my friends? Who are the people I work with? Who are the people... Um, that I'm in contact with every day, and and have I surrounded myself with people who want to raise up, you mm, know, and yeah. and to reach that potential, which I think is so important and so good. And I love that Moroni simplified his um, what he was doing um, so simply in the fact that he was like, this is what it is going to be for me. It's going to be God, religion, freedom, peace, our wives, and our children. That's it. That's all that matters is what is under our um, roof. And it was interesting because Garrett is just getting ready to go back into the season. Hopefully, we don't know what is going to happen, but that is the talk for the last two weeks at our home. And as he's been preparing and getting ready to go back into, that is a world really that does bring people down. It's just hard. It's constantly hard. And Everywhere you go, in every room you walk in, and in every conversation that you're in, it's just is a constant battle. And really what keeps um, Garrett grounded, and we've talked about it over and over this week, there is one thing that keeps him um, grounded, and it is taking the sacrament every week, and his wife and his babies, his two kids. That's it. As long as he can have that consistency in his Mm. life then he's fine he can go back into the battle every single day and And um, it's cool that like i thought about this this morning that the phrase for his title liberty is in memory of like that's how it starts yeah almost like saying like don't forget you have god Yes. And don't forget you have a wife. Yes. And don't forget. And if forget you can just go to those have, places. Right. I love what he said at the very end. Um, as we were talking, he said, She's my rock. And I Who? know she. Natalie. Garrett's talking oh, about talking Natalie. Gar- oh, okay. Um, and he said, She's my rock. And I know she would go to battle with me. Hmm. Um, and I just love the thought about that, of gathering that type of people around you that when you know you're going to have to enter in because. You wish you could say we could we didn't have to fight the battle or like what you're talking about. It's so exhausting. We don't. You just want that rest that it talks about. But what if you can't? Um, and I love that Moroni is like. Then this is where your strength will come from. And he wrote it down. And maybe each of you will find a way to do that this week, where you just write it down and you say, "This is our cause." At the very bottom of. Um, your yeah. paper. This is our cause for our family right now. This is where we come for strength. These are the people we know will go into battle with us. And these are the things that we will fight for for other people. You yeah. know, that's what makes me think. Every time I read about Moroni raising the standard, I picture a cross. Like mm. I, that's what I picture every time, because I see him as such a Christ-like shadow and figure of one who laid down his life to defend and build everyone else yeah. you know Amalekiah like pushed other people down so that he could become king and Jesus laid himself down and that's why he became king mm-hmm. so that the rest of us could be right he's yeah. like let's bring everybody along and so that's what he was fighting for is like I want you to have it and I want you to have it and I think that's what shakes hell yeah is hell is founded on selfishness and on destruction and on bondage and what shakes it is sacrifice and and love and building others up so 
So good. So many good things here. So we hope you love this one. Yeah. One more week next week and then Helaman. Our, oh, the book. I was like, he, he, oh, well, he is next week too. Okay, we're out. Bye. <laughs> this audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.